Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Gorgons Podcast. First of all, I want to thank everyone for blowing up our last episode of Rating Serial Killers. We did not expect that. A lot of y'all came from TikTok, and we just want to let y'all know uh, we appreciate y'all. Y'all went off on that episode. It was one of our, I think, our second to the top most downloaded episode. So thank you guys for that. As we wind down the Halloween season, we are going to be talking about what's our favorite scary movie and we're going to be talking about the complexities when it comes to the genre of horror and how black people in horror is seen a little different and actually if you look at certain iconic black movies a lot of them can fit into the horror genre depending on the perspective you're looking at it from like comment subscribe rate our podcast four or five stars and as always i'm getting ahead of myself so let's rewind it and take it back to the beginning Welcome back to another episode of The Gorgons Podcast. We have entered spooky season, ladies and gentlemen. As always, on the ones, not the twos, but on the ones, I got... You got what, nigga? Bitch, introduce yourself. Uh And I'm keeping that in, too, y'all. Oh, look at him. Anyway. You know what's up. You know what's up. I know who it is. It's Jay Smooth, Jay Love, the treasurer. I'm back, and you know I'm about to give you the tea. Here's the thing. It's Halloween season, Jamie. You know what that means for Gorgons. You know what that candy corn is trash. To you. Honey, with that being said, it is my favorite time of year. We are back for the second annual Gorgon Sorority Halloween Bash. And that's where we do Halloween-themed episodes throughout the whole month. Now, you know, as Halloween comes, it's the season for scary movies and horror. So what, so, spooky season. This is your episode, so take it off. Look at you. I was waiting for you to take it off. Look at your panties. No, thank you. Oh, yeah, that's right. So today, you guys, we're going to be talking about your favorite scary flick. Do you have a a particular? Smooth. Gotta go around shit. Like, don't be like, look at me. (laughs) So, at the end of the day, we came up with our own little list. You know what I'm saying? And I think it's pretty accurate. I don't feel like urban families that have scary movies. We have one. Oh, you're talking about we're doing black horror now. Okay, got you. So, I mean, the one that I can remember, of course, they came up with another one. I think it's Candyman 3. Yeah. No, this is a new Candyman. Just Candyman. It's the same motherfucker that been in all over. Pretty much. However, it's not a sequel. But you guys know how it's like a continuation. It's the same thing. All they do is remake the fucking movies, and you go watch the same shit with a slightly different ending. So, what was the new one about? People kept it, kept his name in his mouth, and he was trying to do the same shit he did in the first one. S- smooth. That was smooth. So. Smooth. So, what was one you picked? Um, we're talking about black horror. When I have to talk about black horror, girl, we got to get more descriptive than you trying to keep it. You keep shit real surface level. And describe black horror to me. Like, what is black horror? Because, honey, Boys in the Hood is black horror if you look at it from a different perspective. Well, Gun violence is horror. It falls under the horror. You guys, I'm going to slaughter this word. It's not my forte. Who's got a little baby tongue? Big words. Bitch, that forte. I got a little baby tongue. But, so we just got to say scary movie. But under scary movie, you have a lot of subcategories. 
And that goes with psychological thrillers. You got, um, you know, slasher flicks. It's all different types of subcategories underneath the scary category. So the conversation is, what makes something pretty much a horror? Ooh, right. I almost said that word correctly. Um, speech impediment check. Um, we were having this conversation because we like to go over our episodes before we map them out. And we came to this thing where it's like, what I think of horror is different from what Jamie yeah. thinks as a scary movie. Like, Jamie thinks, you know, she's more of the traditional, like, classical slasher. That's obvious horror. And me, I was like, girl, Juice with Tupac based in the night, that's horror. And she was like, well, bitch, how do you figure? Bitch, that's like a crime thriller. And I'm like, honey, first of all, this, the disintegration of friendship, that's horrific. If you're true friends. Yeah. Um, friends, A true friend that you grew up from childhood trying to kill you. So the fact that we all agree to kind of go in on this crime on some set it off shit but the difference between set it off and juice is loyalty as soon as tupac shot that store owner he got that blood on his hand like they say about power power will corrupt absolutely i'm just gonna go ahead and get on a coattail of what he was saying is when he was saying that those type of move movies <laughs> sorry y'all be it's late we're recording late but, as hell but those type of movies to me are not considered horror flicks because if you look at it, it's growing up in an urban area. These are things that happen day in and day out. Now, here, here's my thing about that. To me, when you see something so much, you become unsensitized and it becomes normal. So maybe I'm just a fucked up person through all the trials and tribulations and the good that I just really don't find that shit scary. I'm like, that's just what happens in life. Well, like a lot of us, we normalize our trauma into our daily lives. So it become, you know... It become a norm like uh, collecting a bill. Yeah, so when I so on a hundred, which is a problem. It really is, cause on a hundred, me trying to find a actual scary movie that fit the category. At least in my opinion, everybody's gonna be different. To me, something scary is like going out in the suburbs and being black. That's scary. Okay, get out. You know, in a sense that, like, having strange people knock on your door, stuff like that. Ooh, let's talk about, bitch, let's talk about that. Because I think that's a collective black trauma that a lot of black people have. Why do we get so tense when unwanted people knock on our door? Maybe because from back in the past, you know, people knock on the door, invade your house, take the shit you have away from you, split up family shit. Maybe that because, you know, generational trauma happens. And the thing is, our family members, our descendants, our ancestors yeah. can be traumatized. And we don't even have to meet them to inherit them because it runs. Right. I think it runs in the blood. Till you get that one generation um, individual that breaks the curse. True. But, it, yeah, it has a lot to do with, like, bitch. we like to know what's going on. Don't just we do hate. I do not care. I'm going to tell you like this. I don't care who it is besides my mom. That goes, that goes for it. sisters, cousins, anybody between. Let me know you coming so I can be prepared. I don't give a hell if all three cars was out there, lights on, running, and the door was open. I still ain't here. Period. You need to call first. Just because you don't have nothing to do, don't mean that's the same thing going on over here. Because let's define of things to do, honey. If my things to do for the day is laying in bed, that doesn't mean uh, I'm free. That means my to-do list is to lay in bed. People think just because uh, somebody could be lazy or X, Y, yeah. and Z that they don't have nothing to do. What if their to-do list is they ain't been in their bed all week and that's something on their to-do list? Oh, you want to get there. Definitely. 
So just because you think somebody laying down and being lazy all weekend is a luxury, honey, that could be their to-do list. Self-care. Okay, it's not never selfish. No, you gotta oh. take care of yourself. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's not like a slogan. Self-care, never selfish. Okay, <laughs> copyright. Okay, pretty long. It's coming soon. Um, But you're right, though. And you really just struck a nerve with me, like when you just said, like, you know, everyday horrors of for black people, and probably a lot of people, but we're talking about black right now. Uh-huh. Um, strangers knocking at the door. Because I get real tense. Like, don't knock on my door. What do you want? Okay, like that Amazon guy the other day. Yeah. He just, uh, my door's open, right? And we should be allowed. I know we don't live in a time where it's safe to have your door open, fresh air, but you need fresh air every now and again. Yeah. And um, our screen door is open. Our screen door doesn't lock the way it should because we've been here 20 years. However, usually the UPS man, the Amazon man, throws the packages sloppily on the porch and keeps it moving. Right. Today, this day, I had a black guy. He opened up the screen door and was setting it in the house. Girl, I must have turned around like the boogeyman was standing there. I was like, and he jumped too because I had my house done up in Halloween. Yeah. So he saw this and he startled himself, which is a prime example. Of don't walk into people's house because you don't know what you're well, walking you into. Oh, no, because that was the last delivery man up there. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Because what you didn't know, I ate him alive. I could have been a cannibal. Oh, look. But that's weird. I mean, why would, especially during a pandemic, that they would think that's safe for a person to walk into another dwelling. I don't care what you have. You know what I found out, though? Some people put on their packages, Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes if they have like an apartment complex, put in the inner door. So I think that's maybe what he thought. But once he saw that the front door was open and it was just a screen door keeping the outside from the mm-hmm. inside, just lean it against the door. Or look it, put it on there, and then like a uh, UPS or FedEx guy do, they'll bang real hard on your door. Yeah, because what you got up for, over this little doorway, I'm good. Exactly. Because this looks somebody that is unsafe. Motherfucker, hear no, see no evil. Look it. I definitely don't want to see you. Okay. He, you know he looking like that because he saw me walk through the house naked. Okay, you went over and threw that thing. Motherfucker was like, a monster house. But anyway. You're so crazy. But you're so right, though, Jamie. And see, the reason why I was talking about this with Jamie, because Jamie and Tricell of this group are the horror heads. What you say scary? Because I'm getting tired of you talking on that word. No, because I have a speech impediment. And my speech teacher used to always say, keep saying words that are hard for you to say. And that's just so many oh, yeah. R's. I'll be going around Motherfucker be like, horror. Her, her. Did I say it? Horror. Horror. Oh, don't look it. We related, so I don't know why the hell you think I'm going to be any better. Exactly. Um, <laughs> scary movies. Giselle and uh, Jamie are the queens of scary. And I'm one of those people like, I'll watch it if everybody else is watching it, but on my own, probably not. Right, right. And so, you were talking about Tales from the Hood, like good horror okay. classics. Yeah, so like Tales from the Hood, I know this is like a black family classic. When it comes Never to... Never seen it, to be honest. You had that DVD player. Bitch, watch your fucking mouth. Okay. But y'all remember Tales from the Hood, but here's my problem, you guys, with the category and the movies that they put in those categories for us urban people to say that these are scary movies. Girl, all they doing is rehashing slavery and dissecting it in 167,000 ways. Trauma porn is not the type of horror we want to see. It's horror, but there's more narratives for black people than shit being rooted to slavery. Now, done well, don't get me wrong, done well, Mm -hmm. I can appreciate it. Right. 
Like certain shit, like like you said, Candyman. The fact that Candyman, he was a struggling artist during slavery, fell in love with a white woman, and then that's how he got it. But they didn't really stay on that. They brought it to modern, well, back in the, when it came out in the 90s, uh, Cabrini Green. Yeah, Green. Uh, of Chicago. Yeah. They brought it to that present day when it came out and they made it more of a social commentary of ghettos and hoods and how black people are, you know, like this today oppressed, not of yesterday, you know. And it just so happened he had that backstory. They didn't focus on it with Get Out. It was today's social commentary of race and yeah. racism. We're not talking about the past because we know the past. Right, right. I mean, shit, we're living in it. It's just a different style. True. It's psychological. But you know what I will say? Who did it well? Lovecraft Country. That one horror that I was trying to get you to watch. Yeah. Girl, when I tell you they did these oh, uh, yeah. these horror twins based on Uncle Tom's Cabin character, Mopsy and Bopsy, uh, I think that's their name. Uh, sometimes I be giving characters names I'm myself. Talking about Baby Bob and BJ. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, girl, hey, scary. Just let the viewers know, you guys. I got a cough, so you might hear me cough if he, you know. If it's, it's not COVID. COVID. It's not COVID. Um, believe it or not, we still have common colds going around here, you guys. COVID didn't wipe all the other germs away. So. And you gotta remember, honey. Very remember, asthma and other things still exist besides COVID. How you gonna have a respiratory? Call with a respiratory disease. So when you cough, you irritate your asthma. It's just a snowball effect. <laughs> and with some big titties on top. Honey, and that ain't got nothing to do with you, honey. Honey, I'm just saying respiratory. All sitting on top. Honey, mouth for the mouth. Shit, girl. Anyway. But what I was, what we, what, what I was, what we were talking about, <laughs> boy, you get so off track. He be just so weird, y'all. But I have to be putting him in. Jamie, the CEO of ADHD. I have to sit this nigga back on them heels. So big, you know how. You, your grandma used to have them big, thick-ass heels. Even the kitten heels? Like, oh, it's some glass down there. You can just walk on it. It doesn't hurt you. It's like okay. shoes. Girl, motherfucking heel by the stick of a log of wood. Oh, child. But anyway, they don't even have them grandmas. Grandma's young as hell nowadays. They be like 32. But Girl, I'm, let's not get on the young grandmas. Because uh, there's no such thing as old school grandmas no more. Talk about call me Nana. Grandma, girl. Okay, talking about call me Benita. Nita Baker. Shit. Anyway, I'm so anyway, getting into okay, it. Because so I knew what you was going Back to the scary um, genre. Right. So this is this is the thing that I noticed. It's like, let's talk about the movie Them. Oh. Or the series, whatever. On Amazon Prime? Huh. Good thing. That was free. But um, here's the problem that I'm having. I'm noticing from what I see, it's just like, why do I keep showing people this? My problem with Them was what was the plot besides racism and rehashing some stuff that's still relevant today the plot of them was a black family during the jim crow era uh -huh. moves into california back when california was becoming what it is today during the 50s and the racism they endure and i don't want to fault the actors because actors honey they looking for a job and a check however i say this um for a show a movie a miniseries mm -hmm. Racism is not enough to carry a show. Each episode is them going through another triumph. And right. well, tri tri tribulation. Whew, try the tribulations of that word. Oh, that was a tribulation. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Jamie. But yes, yeah, like, girl, when is it over? Like, girl, <laughs> I was watching that shit like, Jesus yeah, be a fence. Like, okay, you just see all these horrible um, series of. <laughs> Unfortunate events that keep laying themselves out. I 
I'm standing up like, where's the fuck solution? That shit was so bad. Them was so bad. <laughs> it, it, it was. No, because I be thinking like, oh, the black face dude. They had a whole dude that was a black that face. Motherfuckers. Like, you know, <laughs> it's so much more to our history. Granted, a good majority of it has been destroyed and rewrote. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, Written, wrote, whatever. No, I'm trying to... Girl, Jamie, do you realize we watched a show where they really had a nigga who was like, he blah, 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 Like, and he did... He was he's talking like motherfucker Louis Armstrong. And what what is the point in that? I could not deal with that. Like, then another thing. What is the... God's gonna call him Lady Annabella. That's a country <laughs> Annabella. Who? Antebellum. With that one singer. Janelle yeah. Monet. Yeah. Um... Here's the thing. See, here's my thing. If you're going to write a movie, make it tasteful. Make it relatable to the urban audience in which you're trying to give it to. Because that, that movie should have been called Wrong Turn at Six Flags Great America. Because oh, the bitch was... Because <laughs> wasn't it a, like a... She went out with a group of friends. Long story short, they got kidnapped on the way home or whatever. On the way out or to the next event. Whatever. But the thing about that is... is First of all, black people ain't even that trustworthy. Not at all. Cause wait, she went home and she was she got in an Uber, remember, or a Lyft, and yeah, yeah, and a white guy who was driving her kind of like kidnapped her. And they, you know how uh, in real life they have those uh, reenactments of like the Civil War and uh, the American Revolution and shit like that. First of all, who wants a reenactment of a war? Now that I'm thinking about it, they kidnapped Janelle Janelle Monae's character and they brought her back to this. Um, reenactment of, you know, the antebellum South, and it was pretty much a whole bunch of actors who took their uh, jobs too far, uh-huh. and they made this corner of this land where they have reenactments where people can view in a psych, you know, watch it as entertainment, and um, they kept their in this, and it was like, girl. Yeah, but those individuals, those onlookers had no insight to, like, these black people were kidnapped, held against their will, no cell phone service. Even if you did have one, you have to go a certain length, a certain distance to actually get a signal. Shit, no different than today. Oh. Hello, Booth. Oh, I was gonna say T-Mobile, but at the end of the day, it's just like when I watch these movies, it's like. So she do all that, but what I do want to see is American Skin. What's that? I haven't heard it. I need a description. You have seen that where they have. The inmates becomes the officers and the officers. Oh, I've seen the previous. I think you sent that to me on TikTok, right? Yeah, I'm not watching. Yeah, that looks good. You know what else? Um, never mind. I forgot. Okay, so. Oh, I mean, yeah, slow down, that. slow down, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, it's that one movie you showed me, Karen, where that it was a movie based on a Karen. Now, see. I can deal with the movie like that because Karens are annoying. Mm-hmm. And can we talk about uh, the horror? Because Karens are like white boogeymen, but women, white women boogeymen. Because I always say, you know how some people be like, I'm going to take out my phone and film you. Honey, you know I'm not going to have time to take out my phone because I'm going to be swinging. Okay. Like, I don't do that whole, uh, embar- God forbid if I have a pepper spray, some hairspray in my hand. So, Eye shots. I'm going to swap that phone across the field. You better go get it. Girl, it's going to be 3D. And the way they make phones, they're making them like cars. That motherfucker going to hit the phone shadow. Girl, I'm going to get that bitch a high-definition ass whooping. Mm, we'll get ready to do some high-definition time because you know she's going to milk the shit out of that one. Oh, you know she is. And you know what I'm going to do. Well, bitch, I'm going to fall on my motherfucking back and let that bitch jump on top of me as soon as the cops come down the street. And you still going to Shit. Broken system. 
broken hearts. <laughs> but yeah, so we were watching these and trying to gather them. Hearts to get broken every day, according to Jewel. She ain't not <laughs> Shit. But we were talking about <laughs> these classics, so we go. I'm going to throw a couple out. Maybe you guys heard of them. Maybe you didn't. You didn't. Maybe you go check them out. So we had Tales from the Hood. We had American Skin. We had... Um, since he was naming Juice, right? Yeah, Juice, Boys in the Hood. Those are all horrors. And I don't care what nobody That's Those are horror movies. But so when he started adding those, hear me, New Jack City. Absolutely, New Jack City. Boy. Uh, oh. Set It Off. Set It Off. I would say Set It Off is... Traumatizing. It's traumatizing, but it's self-inflicted trauma because they decided to do that. Kind of like how in Juice, though, Juice, they decided to do that, but they didn't all decide for Tupac to start killing them off. That's what made that a horror. With Set It Off, like they said, they were, to rob a bank, you have to be suicidal. They hit the nail on the head, and uh, that yeah. especially to be black and trying to rob a bank. Okay. They said, that's some suicidal shit. Ain't nobody trying to do no suicidal shit. Girl, too many asses. And that I thought is we should say we're asses in a matrix. But yeah, I think Set It Off falls more into like a tragedy. A systematic tragedy of people trying to get their way yeah. out, and because shit, white people it's a be still. Psychological thriller, at, on some aspects. You don't think it. set it off as a tragedy? I think that's a tragedy. It's a decision they made that didn't turn out so well. If they would have got away, it'd have been a hit. It'd have been a lick. Jada got away, but look at, she gained all that money, but what did she lose? Everything. Everything. Oh, girl, did we just have a? I felt that shit. What's another um? Hood oh. classic. Um, there's so many, girl. Poetic Just No No. But see, those movies... Let me Google some, too. Yeah, those movies, I should have brought that thing over, but those movies, to me, are just documentaries based on real-life events. Um, I wouldn't consider them a, a scary movie in that category, or any other of the subdivisions underneath scary, because it's just like, we see this. I got one for you. A thin line between love and hate can be a horror. Because that bitch was willing to go through it. She was talking to That bitch was willing to go through it. Yeah. But what lesson did she Did she end up dying at the end or did she survive? That's the she question. She went to jail? Are you sure? Yeah. I got the movie next door. I thought at the end, uh, after she fell off, it showed her looking over a cliff. Right. And her hair blowing in the wind and she was in a black dress. Yeah, it's like she got released. I was like... Well, oh damn! When she get out. I just hope that whatever it is, they that she heals that in her or something like oh, that. Oh damn! Yeah. So just, he was just saying that when she get out, I hope she deals with the issues that's causing causing her to kill people or trying to kill people. But menace to society. See, yeah. See, that's the whole thing. It's very iffy. True. It's like what I consider a horror is based on my perspective. Like with anything, anything that you think of that has like a violence. Any type of violence could be looked at as a horror. Let's be real. Yeah. It just depends on the perspective and who's looking at it, you know? But see, those movies, a lot of those movies, um, Boys in the Hood, Menace to Society, um, even Don't Be a Menace to South Central, that one, although even it's kind of funny, but the thing with that is it's like... What, you're talking about the parody? No, with the Wayne Brothers. Well, the, that is funny, yeah. but still, it, it, it shows... Still has the killing, still have all that, but it's it's informative, and it just shows you that you know, forever consequence you do or whatever you want to do, it's always something waiting for you at the end. Oh, that's true. So is it scary, really, or is it informative? So if you do this, this is how 
situation similar to that mm. plays out. True. If we go through a couple more, let's Ma, see. remember you had to run. Ma, that's definitely a horror. Octavia Spencer acted her ass off. And honestly, I would say Ma is a horror and um a revenge fantasy for people who were bullied in high school and want to get revenge on their their adult their peers' kids. So what about um spell? Spell, I think it's a horror and it's a misappropriation because uh, it's just another way that the American, like a lot of white American filmmakers, mm -hmm. try to demonize ATRs, African traditional religions, like voodoo, hoodoo, uh, stuff like that. It's just a way to make it look evil because any movie you see that has voodoo in it, uh -huh. I guarantee you, you got the, what do they call, uh, it's a stereotype in writing, um, the spiritual Negro. It's like um, the character... Whoopi Goldberg played in Ghost. Have you ever seen Ghost? Yes. You know, that's what you call the spiritual Negro mm -hmm. who's like all wise and stuff. Yeah. And the white characters only come to them to get insight. Right. Kind of like Green Mile. He's uh -huh. all wise. But uh, the spiritual Negro character or the trope helps progress the white characters in the movie. So I'm sure. What is another movie with a magical black person? Skeleton Key. And do they, do they not help the uh, white people? Well, I'm talking about, well, that's kind of like. They took their bodies. True, and that was deserved. Because they them, they did them wrong, though. They really thought it, well, they were just teaching them something, but they thought it was witch, you know. And that's because society did what? They demonized uh -huh. a, a black people's religion. And that's like if black people were the dominant ones and did the slave trade against white people, and they made Christianity demonic. Because there's aspects of Christianity yeah. that people could turn if they were the ones in power, but they didn't. But what they did is they feared what they didn't understood. Like any person, True. But are you going to stay there? Because all fear do is keep you in the same spot. And honestly, fear, I feel like when it comes to like uh, religion and spirituality, fear is what summons those lower, uh, those beings of lower vibrations and those demons in your house. Because I've noticed one thing I've practiced. I'm a spiritual hippie. Yeah. I take a little bit of this, take a little bit of that, but I don't colonize it. I don't spread it or try to get financial gain off of it. Right. Um, and I do what works for me. What I noticed is, I've had people who would be like, ooh, be careful. That might uh, summon demons or something like that. And I noticed when people put the, those ideas in people's head, fear is what activates demons. Demons feed off of fear or anything of lower vibrations of negativity. So what happens is, say you're doing tarot cards and you have an aunt that's like, ooh, those are demonic and stuff like that. Back in your head, she just put that file in your, your head. So you're going to be thinking about it, and that's what feeds them and conjures them up. I always say Christians give the devil way too much credit. Because the first thing a Christian will say, if you're doing something that's outside their comfort zone, that's the devil. Well, if the devil ain't that smart, why y'all giving him so much credit? Exactly. But better than that is, so you have the slaves praying to a Christian God, which is the master's God. What make you think his God is for you when he's treating you the way? Like, do you see what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying. If it if Christianity brings you peace, please continue to do it. I don't like to interrupt anybody's peace. To me, Christianity is the slave man's religion. That ain't nothing but what they feed the black people on the planet. Slop. Mm. That's what that is. That's the soul food of religion. It really is. What we're saying with this is like, if that's your religion, that's what you believe in. Don't use that as a weapon. Because if you believe in that, that's what works for you. Because if it brings you peace, please continue it. But don't try to mess up somebody else's peace by trying to convert them. If they want to be converted, guess what? The power of God or whatever higher being you believe in is powerful enough. Everybody will come home eventually. Exactly. It is not your. It is not always, I'll say, your road to try to convert other people. Because at the end of the day, at the end of life, you're either going up or down. Rather, whatever you believe. Mm -hmm. 
And if you're believing up, I'll meet you up there. If you're believing down, good luck to you. Yeah, that is true, though. I mean, in that, I mean, shoot, they even do scare movies off of that as well. But as it pertains to the urban area, it's just like. I have yet to see voodoo uh, portray voodoo, hoodoo, any type of African spirituality portrayed in a positive light. And don't get me wrong, there's villainy in all religions and stuff like that. So I can understand, you know, you have to have the bad guy. But can we have more of a narrative for voodoo? Can we have? Can we show some healers, maybe? Can we show the people who do good in the community? Can we show the uh, old-fashioned midwives who used to uh, make sure black women weren't dead after they gave birth? Exactly. And their babies weren't stolen from them? And you just never heard of them again? Can we talk about that? But no, it's just like, oh no, she's a voodoo. She put a mojo bag on you. She threw grave dirt in your face and now you're a zombie. Okay. I did that and what? Okay, we're walking dead. What's up? Because they can't. That's something they cannot take like they did with the diamonds, like they did with the people. Whether our people gave it to them or not, I don't give a damn what the backstory is. The fact that another mother, the oh. mother it, mather. <laughs> the motherfuckers, mather. Marshall that, Mathers. At the end of the day, that spiritual connection will never work for them. True. You know, and then they told, oh, it's okay, let's talk about some of y'all history. Y'all didn't really pay Pocahontas movie right. But y'all steady trying to sell that to the kids. Okay. Steady made millions off of that. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, at the end of the day, I think it's your upbringing, your backstory, and everything in between. So, when you look at other movies that they consider, it's just really weird. True. Purge. Strangers. Texas Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Wrong Stop. No. Rest Stop. Wrong Turn. Hills Have Eyes. Last house on the left, just a whole bunch of inbred ass people fucking and sucking and picking with other people because they can't speak. Exactly. And if we're going to get on horror, can we talk about, like, honey, can we give, uh, hell, white people uh, more of a storyline than them being uh, killers for being inbred? Okay, because we know that. Okay, fucking and sucking and fucking suck. Because what about the normal people that fuck with family members? No, I'm just <laughs> Look, a bitch like, what the fuck is you talking about? Okay, I don't know what that is. You this know. bitch went to the left, wrong turn, anyway. Okay, I, oh. That's how I, I don't really feel like it's. Any scary movies for the black urban area. True. And I think any are, we're way too familiar with them because we've a lot of us live them. Mm-hmm. So my question is, honey, and you know how some of them say, you don't like what's uh, being put out there? You Just like everybody else, you can make make something new then. Yeah. You know, because we all got the same pen and paper because every script and movie starts with an idea. Yeah, and if they do put something... And mine's coming soon. On a shelf near you. So, okay. Manifest the baby. Yeah, I feel like a lot of what, you know, Hollywood does is they bring the norm. Oh, a white person taking your organs, which y'all do anyway, um, and sell them on the market. But it's like, y'all try to scare us with things that have been proven to be factual. True. So. Scare us what a, you know how y'all could scare us? Scare us by giving us what we deserve, like a 40 acres and a mule. That'd be some scary shit. That'd be some scary shit, because, honey, there ain't nothing like a motherfucking uh, country that's in debt telling you you in debt and you can't afford this. Right. Ain't nothing worse than a person that you paid to serve and uphold a law that don't apply to you, but they say it do, treat you like shit, and you paid them to do it. Motherfuckers about to hit their debt ceiling. And yet you give us a credit score? How the fuck dare you? That's like a bitch who owe you money wearing new clothes every day. Right. And then talk about we need to have access to your account, what goes in, what goes in. Sorry for the little side off tangent. What is something to bring a positive aspect? What is something you like about today's horror? Like I think Jordan Peele, 
the creator of like Get Out and yeah, Us, obviously. he does real well at horror because I think he's a new fresh face. And I think he does so well because he came out of comedy. And they always say comedy and tragedy goes hand in hand, you know, because a lot of people just laugh at their trauma. So it's like, I think he does really well. Um, I've seen a cheesy, like, B-list movie on Hulu called Bad Hair, no pun intended, um, by the creator of who, the guy who made that one TV show on Netflix called Dear White People. Yeah. I liked it because it had a little bit of black spirituality in that. I like that. Um, and it's informative, but it's also kind of like, you can relate. You don't yeah. get a lot of things that urban people relate to. True. So that's really... And I thought the new Candyman was all right, too. Because yeah. They're just remaking all of these movies and putting, you know, Hollywood twist on them. And they're just getting stupider by the dozen. They just hope you guys forget. Don't realize you've been watching the same goddamn fucking scary flick since your great-great-grandmama been around. Okay. They ain't did shit different. The only difference is she lived it. Message. Message! Look at God rest the ancestors, but anyway. Yeah, so that's what we just had to say. We was just really gonna like reflect and, like I said, show me a scary movie that don't have the same plot for black people. And I'll tell you for scary because I haven't met one yet. Okay, one. and stop letting black people be the first people to die. I think they've they know damn they've well. greatly been getting away from that. But I'm just saying, like in the past, like honey, the first people to die. First of all, half the situations black people wouldn't even put themselves in. Uh-huh. They're not gonna be like, girl, I help you and play Captain Save a Ho. No, they're gonna be trying to save their own ass. And did you see how they try to make while we're on this black people dying early in slasher films? What I didn't particularly care for was when they remade Jason versus Freddy. And Kelly Rowland played that part. They made Freddie seem as though he was so fucking tough. Ooh, dark meat. Like, that, like. And thirsty. First of all, this is cultural. <laughs> I just, I didn't like it. I didn't think it really fit with the original person of who he is. And it's like, I understand you're trying to keep up with the generation that's going to be watching it, but it, it was just so damn stupid. But I think the problem is when they start to drag out a lot of these franchises, like Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloweens, and stuff, what happens is you can only make these killers so invincible and powerful because once you make them like Terminators where they can't be killed right. or they can constantly be brought back, where can you go with the storyline? If the killers can't be killed and they're Im- they become immortal, what can you do with them next? What you gonna do? Bring in Superman? Ki- Superman's the only one who could kill him and keep him down. Then, Wh- how far can you take that story if they can't be killed, Jamie? What's the conclusion? You know, I'm gonna tell you right now. Since you asked that question, you got a perfect slasher film. Michael Myers and Jamie Wood. Like, how long you been chasing her? Leave that bitch alone. She was just a fucking babysitter. Okay, and he. And I love some. I love me some Jamie Lee Curtis. I love Jamie too. My name. No, no girl, face that. But the thing about it is, how was he catching people in this motherfucker walk? Period. Okay. Period. But I did like their uh, twist on a more recent one, the 40 years later, because I'm like, first of all, I like how they touched on, like, uh, a real person who went through what she went through back in the 70s. Girl, they're going to have some type of po- a post-traumatic stress. And I like the fact that they made her new character in a recent one from 2018 and the one coming up that she's uh, she's surviving. Yeah. She's not living. Because she's when you go through a traumatic event like somebody trying to kill you, a lot of times you're just waiting for the next thing to happen. You know, so I like that they made it a little bit more realistic, but leave Lori alone. Lori Strode, that's the character she played. Like, yeah. leave that bitch alone. Yeah. All she wants to do is babysit some kids on Halloween, get some candy, and leave. Period. And I just feel like. And here you come, one, two, Freddy. Oh, that's Freddy, no more. 
What's your favorite? I didn't like that song for Inner Beginning Girl. That, woo! Girl, I thought that was shit was so clever. With the white dresses and the... Oh, that was so clever. And I knew that was fake. Because I saw one scene where they was playing Double Dutch. Exactly. And I was like, first of all, you in your Sunday's best, your mom is not finna be letting you uh, jump Double Dutch in grass. That In grass stains. Right. White clothes. Not only that, they have ropes. It is a telephone cord that we use to jump. Exactly. And they're talking about one, two, Freddie coming for Ultra you. If Freddie's coming for you, why the fuck is you still out in the front yard? Fuck okay, it, because I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Shit. No. <laughs> I you know can't what? deal. No, you got to think about it. A lot of white kids do not give a fuck. Like, they be just waiting for death. They really do. Lined up, waiting to get on the bus. I think pretty much that's what we got to say about black horror. Yeah. And tell us your um, concerns, opinions, um Hated tropes, what you like about it. You can tell us what you like about it because there's a lot you could say about, you know, black people in horror or just Halloween esque movies, spooky shit, you know, because why in a motherfucking Charlie Brown, um, if the black boy, oh no, that he's not a, I don't think he's a black boy, I think he's just dirty. Pigpen, there's this character that in Charlie Brown, but bitch be walking around with a fucking dust cloud. Oh, hell no. And for the longest, I was like, my, is he black? And she was like, I think so. Turns out he was just dirty. Blackface. But anyway, any last words, cousin? Yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty much what we came across. Like, you talked about Charlie Brown. I was talking about how... No, this is my last thing with these movies, y'all. So, we have the scary little category and all the sub um, categories underneath it cover. Have y'all not noticed that every category that pertains to black entertainment... Abusive man, cheats... Like, oh, Tyler Perry. Hello, Tyler. Jamie, this is um what our second Halloween episode. So, ha- spooky do and who do you and who do who? I don't know what Get the fuck you. I just said. Bye, you guys. Bye. Be on the lookout for the rest of our Halloween uh, shoots, photos, all types of stuff. Just look at our Instagram. That's the best way to get in yeah. touch with us, at The Gorgons on Instagram. That's T-H-E-G-O-R-G, the zero for the last O-N-S, The Gorgons. You can find everything you need to know, updates, critiques, opinions, and everything. So, yeah. Once again, me, it's me, Jamie, today. Uh, Tricelle will be back for our November episodes because she had a medical emergency in hell. Health always comes first, ladies and gentlemen. But Chiselle will definitely be back because we are a trio, three musketeers. We like the candy too, so send us some treats. Um, yeah. And that's pretty much it. All right, Jamie, this has been a good episode. Good idea, bitch. All right. Bye. Bye, you guys. Happy Halloween.